You're listening to Rocket Night. This is Greg Moyer from Withering Earth, and you're listening to Rocket Night. Sharice with Rocket Night, and we're here in Tampa, Florida at Epic Problem, and I'm speaking with the band Fuck the Facts out of, I I always have to giggle when I say that, (laughs) out of uh, Canada. You guys are a, would you call it a deathcore band or a metalcore? How would you describe, first of all, say your name, and uh, how would you describe the the genre of the band? Um, Topon, I play guitar and Fuck the Facts. Uh, we'd probably describe it more like grindcore or, you know, um, you know, experimental grindcore death metal. Now, you founded the band. Or- uh, yeah, basically, I started it in the late 90s as a recording project. Uh, I just needed a different outlet to do all the musical, you know, things I wanted to do. I played in a lot of local bands at the time, but I, you know, I played bass in a lot of death metal bands, and I wasn't really able to do all the kinds of music I wanted to do so I decided to have a recording project where I could you know really be active and and do all that stuff and it started in like I think 97 or something's when I did the very first recording but I didn't really start taking it more seriously until about 99 and then in 2001 is when I got a group of friends together and that's like the first like band formation of Fuck the Facts. Tell me the names of everybody who's in the band currently. Okay, well, there's myself, um, there's Mel, who's our vocalist, who's here with us as well, uh, our bass player, Mark, and our drummer, Vil. Now, I'm here with Mel, who is a female lead singer, and as we all know, Rocket Night loves women. <laughs> we try to promote women as much as we can, too, so I wanted to talk to you, Mel, about how you got into the uh, band and the music industry and all that stuff um i started screaming in 99 and i guess time flies by now when you look back it's been like 16 years now and around early i met topon in 2001 um i think i was at the very first fuck the fact show um and the band did for about six months of shows and then um, at some point, I think the singer couldn't make it, and Topon asked me, oh, could you, could you replace for just a weekend? And that was it. From then on, I've been the singer from the fa- uh, Fuck the Facts, so since early 2002. Yeah. Now, I notice there's a lot more women getting into the uh, metal industry. Uh, how, how do you think women are being accepted or have you had any kind of interesting experiences being a female in a metal band you know i never really thought about it until someone asked me the question um and it was never never for me something like hey i'm a female i'm gonna sing it's like hey i'm in a band awesome this is fun it's it was never like 
you know, trying to fight rights for women to be allowed. Like it was just you do your thing and that's it. Um, I felt more problem and more sexism in some work situation than I ever had into music. So I find the scene overall super acceptance. Um, and yeah. Now, what kind of music were you into before you joined the band? Were you into the into metal or what kind of music did you used to listen to? Yeah, metal, punk and hardcore. Yeah. How is the uh, metal scene in Canada? Are they accepting of you all? Are you uh, different? Or how is the whole scene up there? Um, the scene's really good, I think, you know. And we've been a band for so many years uh, that, you know, I think we've we've done pretty well in Canada. And we've we definitely feel accepted there, you know. So... Um, there's so many different styles, you know, and, you know, from the grindcore, death metal, and different variations on those styles. But uh, in general, I feel like, you know, the Canadian crowds have been really receptive of what we've done and been extremely supportive. Now, with a name like Fuck the Facts here in the United States, they're pretty conservative. I mean, they put labels and warning labels on everything and uh, I mean to me it's just everyday language but have you uh, had any kind of experience because uh, because of the name people like derogatory experience uh, it was it was more of an issue in the beginning when we started in the early 2000s um, a lot of people, you know, we had problems when we would go into venues and they would be like, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. Or, But now as time has gone on, it's actually become much less of an issue. So, um, you know, it's it's an interesting thing because when I, you know, came up with the band name, I didn't really think about it, you know, but also I didn't really think that, you know, 15 years later or whatever, I'd be in Tampa, Florida doing an interview with you. So just kind of, you know, made the decision and went with it. And, you know, since then, like I've noticed there's uh, a lot of bands that have been a lot more successful than us that have, you know, fucking their name. And like you said, you know, it's definitely everyday language, you know, everyone says it. So it's, it's almost weird um, that it is such an issue. But I remember when, because we put out three albums on Relapse Records and I remember when we signed with them uh they told us like in the u.s it's definitely a problem you know in in europe uh it's not even an issue and in canada even it's less of an issue but i know in the u.s it's it's really been uh, difficult but i think even over the years it's gotten a bit better um yes there's a swear word but my point is we're not saying anything horrible here like there's band names without swear words that are way worse than fuck the facts so yeah it all depends on what what offends offend you like yeah <laughs> i know because a lot of the names if you look at a lot of the death metal or death core band bands names are really violent yeah. and uh, i mean morbid violent so yours is almost like nothing you know it's it's, it's almost it's cute <laughs> well, and, our, and our band name actually originates from uh, john zorn's naked city so it's it's a song title from from that album that I saw and it really spoke to me as what I wanted to do with the band. So that's really like the origin of, of the name and that's what, you know, that's where it comes from. Now, I understand you were on a tour and it looked, well, it looked quite dizzying. You started off in Buffalo and you moved your way what out west and now you're here in Florida. Uh, I believe it's for an album. You want to talk about the album that just came out? Yeah, the album's called Desirable Rot, and we released it at the end of August. 
Um, it's the first album that we've done since our contract with Relapse ended, and we kind of decided to um, go the independent route. So we released the album completely independently, and uh, since August, we've done, um, you know, we've been basically touring for the album, you know, not nonstop, but we did a couple of Canadian tours, um, a few, a few uh, select dates, and now we're doing this full U.S. tour. I understand it's pretty hard to get into the U.S., because of visas and stuff like that i've been talking to a lot of bands and there's a lot of issues and stuff uh is this your first time here in the u.s or uh tell the people was it hard with the whole visa thing it's always been hard and expensive um since 2006 i think we've been coming here legally uh before that we would say oh i'm just driving through the states to go to this point of canada or i'm going to record but that excuse became too common so it wasn't it was harder and harder to get through and you don't want to jeopardize a 30-day tour on like maybe they're gonna let us through so you have to play it legal um the main problem is the price um for a year it's over a thousand five hundred for the band uh to be allowed and then um I, we've noticed in the past years an increase in the IRS targeting shows, and now they're asking 30% of the pay um, for the band. So it gets it gets crazy because it's you know it's difficult because it's a lot of paperwork. So that's one aspect why it's difficult. Like now it used to be like you can make your paperwork to require your visa 30 days before. Now it's three months before, and you might even not get it on time. So it's like crazy paperwork, but now also a huge money impact for a small DIY band. Like you got to come up with all that money at first and then on your door deal that, hey, that night you'll get a hundred. Then you get like one third taken away from the, from the IRS. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really difficult and can be hard to tour the U.S., you know, and a lot of times like in general, our shows in the U.S. are a lot smaller uh, than other places, but I don't know. It means it means a lot for us to come here. So, you know, we, we do our best to make it here and play for the people that want to see us. I find it crazy because uh, I grew up in Detroit and Canada would be just go across the bridge or the tunnel, or whatever, back and forth. It's no big deal. But it is a diff- it is another country and you have to go through all that garbage just to go across the bridge basically right to to play always here it's the most difficult border <laughs> you know for bands to cross at least because you know we've been to to europe numerous times and i know the first times we went and we just like arrived in uh italy and places and there wasn't even any customs we just like walked in and it was like oh i guess now here we are and you know we would be touring through and you wake up it's like oh now we're in germany okay you know so there was never any real customs only a few small places and even those were very very easy. Yeah, I remember we kept moving through the airport expecting that at some point there would be a point where they would stop us or you know, you know, at some point it wouldn't work, but no. <laughs> it was good. What's your favorite country over there that to have visited? Uh, I really like Belgium. I really enjoy Belgium. Uh, we're we're big beer fans, like good beer fans, so we enjoy that part there and I really enjoy just kind of it's a really beautiful city I find and um, where we live, it's French, and you know, there's a lot of French parts in Belgium. So it's like it's very different than home, but there's something actually that I reminds me of home when I'm there. I guess 
Now that you mentioned Belgium, I'm thinking of, of course, what's been going on in the last few weeks over there in Paris and Belgium with the, the whole terrorist activity. Any thoughts on that? That's heavy, but that's another, uh, a whole other stream subject. Like, I don't know, it's, you know, it's not things that happen. And, you know, I think some family members were asking me, um, you know, that could have been you. Are you going to stop playing? Would you avoid going to Paris? But, I mean, that can happen anywhere. Like, it can happen at my grocery store in Ottawa, you know. It's like, there's no, we're not going to stop what we do, but... You know, it's still, it's still a uh, rough. Well, what just happened in California? I oh, think it was I like I thought she meant the the well, Paris. All, but all of them. But even what just happened in California was literally we were there. We were in San Diego. I think like two days before, you know, it happened. Something like that, two or three days before. But yeah, I know it's it's extremely tragic, and I can't even wrap my head around how people would think of doing things like that. So it's it's an, it's insane. It's insanity. It kind of changes your view of playing music. And, I mean, I, I myself, I do photography, so I go to concerts maybe three times a week. And any of us could be in a, a forum and something like that can happen. And I guess we're just kind of more aware of that possibility. But like you said, it could be anywhere, too. And, you know, I, I don't think the... Um, I don't think you know locking yourself up and never going out is going to be uh, a justified thing to do you know you kind of have to live your life and just you know go through it and hope for the best okay now on to a more pleasant subject i just have been bringing that up lately about the whole paris thing because i mean we're all in the music business and we could be selling merchandise or taking photos or whatever and you, you never know what's going to happen so about your music and your background uh were you always a musician did you always think you would become a musician did you play in school tell me about your little history of your playing music um no actually i started a bit late i'm uh, not that late but i was about 15 when i started playing music but that was that was already too late for me to enter like music courses in school like in high school so um, my brother played in punk bands at the time, and I got a bass from him, and my best friend played drums, uh, and his dad played guitar, and actually our first concerts that I ever played were in churches. We would play, like, church gigs at their churches. That's the very first things I ever did, and, um, you know, me and my best friend, we, like, when we discovered Metallica, you know, we just wanted to be Metallica, so, <laughs> you know, at some point, it was, yeah, it was definitely a dream that to be a musician, and, uh, yeah, it's gone on now for, like, almost 25 years <laughs> life on the road is probably not for the the meek so i hear i mean you're what you're, you're either sleeping in a van or a hotel or whatever any kind of interesting experiences you'd like to share especially on this last trip anything funny or interesting happen for us we don't we don't sleep in hotels uh we sleep at people's house and with time it's getting better because we know more people we've been to this circuit numerous times uh, and we're older too and we sleep at older people's house like uh, and it's been going quite well but when we started touring like some houses we would sleep at it was intense you know and there's like 
a party, dogs, you don't know like how many people live there and it's okay, you know, these people are having fun but you know, you're just there for the night and you just want to sleep and you know it is not gonna happen. You need to sleep because you got a show and you got to drive the day after but uh, no, it's definitely, it brings your standard of comfort to a whole new uh, low level, I'll say, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of things have changed over the years. We uh, we take care of ourselves a lot better now than we used to. You know, as we've gotten older, we kind of, you know, we make sure that, or we do our best to eat well, uh, get as much sleep as we can. We're, we're fairly comfortable in the van, you know, so we are able to sleep while we're driving. We have three drivers, so we switch it up a lot. And But, but it is tough, and it does take its toll. Like, now we've been on the road for about three weeks or something, and it's you know i'm tired for sure i'm stoked to get home and go into my real bed but uh at the same time you know it's it's still exciting for us to do this and as long as it is I, that, that's we'll keep doing it when you go home uh how is life do you do this full time or do you have day jobs i mean what is life like for you um i love that question yeah we we need day jobs because this like this pays for the gas you know but that's it um at home we all have jobs that we love and that are somewhat related at least open and i it's related to still the music scene or the event scene um but at the same time jobs that allow us some flexibility yeah uh, yeah, yeah, no, like, you know, as much as we're out here promoting our new album, for us as well, it's also a bit of a vacation, you know, we get to, you know, we get to be in Florida in December, for us, that's kind of one of the ideas of, of coming down here, and uh, tomorrow we're going to go to Miami for the very first time, so, you know, a lot of a lot of the touring, it's like, yeah, you know, we do it to promote the album and, and for the band, but uh, we do it also because we enjoy it, because, yeah, there is, you know, there's no money, actually, you know, we, we probably lose money because we're not working at home we have to take the time off of work so financially it's a bad decision <laughs> so we look at it you know it's good for the band in a vacation and you just enjoy it for what it is now tonight uh, are you going to be playing all songs from the uh, new album or old stuff what is what are you going to be playing tonight do you have a set list yeah, yeah, we we do mostly the new album, mostly stuff from, uh, we do our new album, we also released a split earlier this year, we play all of that, so, but the focus is definitely on the new material, you know, we, we put this album out, this is kind of what we want to get out there now, and um, we're not like a rock band that's going to be playing an hour and a half long set, so we kind of want to get to the point of, you know, what we want to get to people. Can you tell me the names of the songs that you are planning to play, or? Yeah, yeah, we play. Well, like I said, we play half of that, half of the our half of the split that we released earlier this year, uh, and then we play about six songs from our new album. We play "False Hope," "Solitude," uh, "The Path," the, "The Path of Most Resistance," "Pray," uh, "Storm of Silence," and, I, and we do one song from an EP that we released uh, a couple of years ago. I think I saw a video online for "Solitude." Isn't there a video for that? Uh, are you planning to make some more videos for the songs on the album? Uh, well, there's um, there's one or two video that friends made uh, that are out, but the, as a main video, I think with Solitude that will be it. You know, uh, yeah. Anything that people would be surprised to know about you that kind of would goes is the opposite of what you represent a bit of trivia 
Oh, I, I don't have any specific like that for trivia, but one point that I find interesting, and it happens years and it happened years and years ago. But for me, it's a it's a good example, and it can apply to so many bands. Um, we were invited to go sleep somewhere after a show, but it was a party, and one guy was mad at us because we were not the life of the party. He was hoping, you know, there's this image that bands, they're wild on stage, they're wild 24-7. They're probably raging in their van, raging in the party, like raging in the morning. They're just 24-7 raging. It's like, no, we're pretty mellow dudes, you know, and it's, yeah, that image, I think. And I've talked about that with other bands and they could totally relate to that as well. Like. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're doing what we're doing, and we, we play every single night. Like, this show is 25 days, and we play every single night. And sometimes we only have to drive three hours, but sometimes we have to drive, you know, eight or more hours to a show. So, uh, yeah, it's tiring. And, like, after the gig, it's like, all right, maybe we'll have a beer or two, and we want, just want to go to bed, you know? <laughs> like, no one wants to party. No one wants to rage. No one wants to wake up hungover. So that's probably, I think, the biggest misconception that people have, at least, at least for us right how do you after driving eight hours how do you psych yourself up to get on stage and just like you said rage at this point it's just i just sleep as much as i humanly yeah. can <laughs> yeah and like we've been doing this for so many years that it's not difficult it just happened you know it's like okay we're at the show and then we we switch mental zone i guess and we just yeah it's yeah. not and difficult. i I think when we get like you know a good crowd, uh, it helps. You know, it, it definitely helps to feed off that energy and stuff, and it, it makes it, it makes it exciting. But yeah, a lot of it's just like you know our own mental space, and sometimes it is tough. Sometimes we'll show up, and it's like, man, we're just tired, and we just want to sleep, but we have to play in a couple of hours. But you know, you just kind of soldier on, and it, you know, it can be tough, especially when you're playing every single night. I mean, in a sense, you're entertaining, right? You're on stage. People come and expect to see all that energy and growling and everything. And I, I guess they don't realize after that you might just want to go to bed or, you know, just watch a little TV. Or <laughs> well, there was a point, I think, that we partied a little bit harder. But now, definitely, as time goes on and with age, we've, we've relaxed a lot more. Yeah, we used to be more wild than we are now. Like, yeah. I remember shows that were rough because of the night before, you know, but uh, these things are more than rare nowadays. Do you do anything for your voice to prep before you go on stage? I take a warm tea and like there's this throat coat tea that many singers use and that's it. Like I never drink before a show and I've noticed like 10 years ago that milk or yogurt affected in a bad way my voice so I just stay away from it and that's about it because yeah, I, I would be hoarse I think if I were to be you know growling and you know singing yeah. like that but like I noticed let's say on a tour like after four or five days it gets really rough like you get at your worst at least for me and I notice even our bass players vocals that we get at kind of our worst point and then from then on like it gets better it's like a jogging like you reach your like your kind of breaking point and then it's like okay this is gonna work <laughs> Uh, anything that you would like people to know about your band? Maybe something that's coming up in 2016 or any message or anything that you would like people to know? Um, I think we covered most of it. Like, you know, we're out here doing this tour 
Um, in 2016, we're going to do a small European tour and maybe a few select shows. And after that, I think it's going to be back to like, you know, well, for one, relaxing, taking it easy for a while and then slowly start working on a new album. That's, no? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me. You're listening to Rock at Night. Thanks for the intro melody. It's called Get On Down by Billy Bass Alford. Thanks.